I was at an event last night and this investor was uh, hearing what we were doing and he was like, oh, you guys are like the Fitbit for the brain. This is Mike Edelhart and I'm here with another edition of Inception. And today we're here to talk about the mind or the brain or the brain, yeah. however you want to talk about it with Owen Phillips of uh, Brain Key. Uh, great to see you. Uh, great to be here. So why don't we start just by telling folks a little bit about what you guys do. I mean, I've said to some people that you guys basically give people back control over uh, the information inside their own heads. But why don't you talk about just what it is Brain Key does? Uh, I'm come from a neuroscience background, so a neuroscience PhD background. We formed this company while we, my co-founder was a grad student at Stanford. I was doing my postdoc at Stanford. We were just seeing all these advances in AI and medical imaging, and we wanted to put them together and give it back to individual people, to give it back to patients. Specifically, you have all these amazing things you can do with AI now, but none of that is going back to the individual person to actually deal with their images themselves. But there's this tremendous opportunity to take new technology and really empower individual people. So that's kind of our core driving force behind what we do. And what we're focused on is brain imaging data. So we take brain MRI scans and we create this personal brain profile for people. It's kind of like a brain baseline. Um, I was at an event last night and this investor was uh, hearing what we were doing and he was like, oh, you guys are like the Fitbit for the brain. And in a sense, we kind of are, we are this way of monitoring and, and getting an idea about your brain using really advanced analytics. Who's running around with brain scans in the first place? And is what you offer so remarkable that a healthy person listening to us should run out and get a brain scan just so they could put it into your system? So who are you helping and, and how are you helping them and who's getting brain scans for what reasons and that kind of thing? Primarily, our early adopters have been people who have existing brain scans. For example, a lot of our early customers have been people with MS, uh, so multiple sclerosis, and they'll get a brain scan every six months, every year. So some of our customers have stacks of CDs with medical imaging data on it going back 10 years. Uh, what they can do is upload that to our site and we create a 3D representation of their brain from their data and create this kind of brain baseline for them to easily track their brain and and track their data over time. What we're actually going to, what we're super excited about is actually scanning people ourselves. So bringing in healthy people and giving them a brain scan and creating this brain baseline for them that they can now track throughout the rest of their lifetime. Now, people get those brain scans from doctors. Why isn't that enough? What do they need you for? Why isn't it plenty uh, to sit down and go over all that data with the doctor? Yeah, th that question can seem kind of strange to somebody who's never had a brain scan or never dealt with medical imaging. But if you currently get one, you probably never even see the images yourself. This becomes a really big deal for patients who are seriously interested in their own brain health and have to deal with this problems all the time. So they really want to be empowered and have engagement to their own brain. One of the driving things for us is it's such a visual medium. We're talking about medical imaging data. It's quite an experience to actually see your own brain laid out in front of you. 
it's one thing to see somebody else's brain. You don't really care. It's this abstract thing. But when you see your own brain, it's this really amazing experience to just see yourself in this totally new way. So that's what we do for people. Right now as a company, how does that work? So it's a wonderful thing. It's, uh, as you say, kind of profound, maybe even to see your own brain and to watch it. Uh, how does that work as a business? The, the early way we've been going about it is that patients with their medical imaging data upload it to our site, and then we produce a report for them and we charge them a fee for that. And then we store their data and they can access it whenever they want. So that's the initial business model we've done. The other one we're expanding into is actually scanning people ourselves. So a lot of medical imaging suites uh, with MRI scans sit there unused a lot of time. So we're able to uh, work with these facilities to bring in healthy people so they can get a scan at these facilities. And then we can create a report for them there. We are also looking for really preventative health measures. So in case we come across something like really needs medical intervention, like an aneurysm or some tumor detection, um, we can then refer them to a specialist. At one hand, it's a patient education tool, but it also becomes pretty profound in somebody's actual health care for, right. for their brain. Now, if you actually get lots of folks doing this, that actually has the potential to be more deep data about brains than anybody's ever had anywhere at any time before. There's so many opportunities in the brain that have not been uncovered. MS, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, you name it. None of these problems have been adequately solved. So by accumulating a database on these, these patients, we have this tremendous opportunity to actually develop algorithms for early identification, optimize treatment. And then one problem we've had pharmaceutical companies approach us about is just that they develop drugs and then the patients don't adhere to the drugs, so they'll just stop taking it. Um, so there's just layers and layers of brain health that have not been adequately dealt with. By accumulating this imaging data, this really rich patient data, we're able to, to tackle some of these problems. So how much is this the individuals and your AI in you? And how much is it alongside the company interaction, any degree of community? So you, the folks whose brains all have this particular issue, are you the folks who have this particular interest? Are you gathering folks together that way, or is it pretty much between them and you right now? It's been between us, but then especially the people with MS have been such um, early advocates. I think they really are so invested in their own brain health, um, and they really love talking to each other and creating communities around that. That's something we keep finding out is that people with brain issues really are not satisfied with the level of care, with what they've been able to find out about why they have these issues, uh, what's going to happen to them in the future. So they're really hungry for good information and community. Um, what happens often is they get a diagnosis. The doctor doesn't get to spend enough time with them. That's not the doctor's fault. It's just the, the system. Yeah. And so they go home and they end up on Google Doctor for hours and days and end up just freaking out. We hear this story again and again. Pretty much every customer we do a deep dive in with tells us the exact same story. And we've seen that a lot in the fund, that there's a fundamental shift of power from the traditional medical establishment to the individual's involved and the individuals are basically standing up and saying this is all about me and 
I deserve uh, the information. I deserve the right to be a co-participant in my care. And uh, if you don't see it that way, I guess I'll go find somebody else to work with. It's getting easier and easier for them to, to jump from provider to provider. A patient is legally entitled to their healthcare data, um, so the provider has to give it to them if the patient requests it. So there's this big push to build out the digital underlying uh, platform for that data transfer. The more data that can transfer from, say, Stanford to a hospital in Nebraska, that's good for patients. We think that's a really amazing opportunity for them. So this is all very early with you guys. Let's walk through what's going to happen next. So you've got this out there. What is next year going to look like? What are the next five years going to look like if things go as you hope they do? One metric you can look at us is just the number of users we have, how much data is, is flowing through our system. Um, so we see that just spiking, especially as data is more easily transferred across the healthcare system. Um, so that's one metric we're looking at. The other one is in preventative health. We're super excited about is actually scanning people ourselves. Once we start doing that, we start getting people in, we'll become actually kind of a healthcare provider ourselves. So we can not only be helping somebody get the right medicine, get the diagnosis, but we can also, once they're in our system, track their brain health throughout the rest of their life. So we kind of are a sticky ecosystem in that sense. So there's kind of two main funnels there. There can be data flowing in kind of passively from people who get scans anywhere in the world, but also us actively going out and scanning people. I'm intrigued by this. I'm listening to us chat and I want to get my brain scanned by brain key. Where do I go? What do I do? I don't want to give away the details, but we'll be scanning people around here in uh, San Francisco. So we'll be have our first uh, customers already lined up and we'll, we'll have that going. It should be around uh, $150 to get a brain MRI scan with us, which is pretty remarkably low price, um, considering MRI scans in the U.S. are generally very high priced. Interestingly, this kind of preventative healthcare and brain MRI scans is already done in Japan. It's reasonable to offer somebody a brain scan at a you know a reasonable price, not a huge markup that like the U.S. healthcare system does. So we're really intrigued to see where this goes. Have you had any of those really dramatic moments yet where you've done a scan and you've looked at it and gone, oh my, and uh, really sort of had an impact on the direction of anybody's life? Uh, or has uh, it been much more incremental because by and large you're dealing with uh, the scans of folks who already have a diagnosis? It's remarkable to see the plasticity in the brain and the different brain conditions people can have and the variability in different brains that people can have. And they can still be living just an amazing life, um, incredibly functional. And that's something that in academic research you really don't get. You're creating these really pristine data sets. That's not the real world. Um, that's not what clinicians see every day. You get this tremendous variability in the way people's brains look and the way they're functioning. Um, that's why we're so excited about actually collecting real world information wow. and not this kind of academic, highly sanitized versions of it. I'd never really thought about it. So you, what you're saying, what it sounds like you're saying is that brains are highly individualistic and sort of the way that we as human entities deal with the brains that we have also sort of highly individualistic. So I had this mental picture of somebody 
you know, nattering away. And then you're looking at his brain scan or her brain scan going, how the heck are you able to do that given this in your brain? Uh, but folks are. There's so much computational power in your brain that you can really lose a lot of it and still be just incredibly functional and still be able to do so many things. Um, you really just have so much processing power. There's no way you can use it all across your lifetime. So you can really do a lot of different things to your brain and still be still be up and kicking. I think all of the computing power on the internet, all of it, if it were completely committed to one set of tasks, is only a few people and can't operate with the parallelism of the brain. It's, it's sort of a false comparison because there's a lot of CPU cycles on the net, but nothing that would allow the sort of massive parallelism and, and surprising jumps uh, that the human brain does day in, day out every time you're trying to make a decision to jump over a puddle or not. It's still an incredibly complex decision to jump over that puddle or not and not fall on your face. It's really uh, uh, an extraordinary thing. It must be great fun to uh, have a chance to sort of delve into it that way. Yeah, and that's what we want to bring to people and let them actually delve into their own brain, let them interact with it themselves so they can kind of understand how amazing their brain is for themselves. Um, one of the fun things we do is we 3D print the brain. With just a click, you can get your brain 3D printed which is silly, but it's amazing to actually hold your own brain in your hand. So I've given talks where I bring my brain scan to, to the talk and then hold it up and then pass it around the stage. And again, it's fun to hold somebody else's brain, but when you actually get your own brain 3D printed and it's like life size and get to hold it, it's a whole nother experience. To sort of end on a philosophical note, we talk at the fund a lot about delightful moments and delightful moments is one of these things that derives from human experience and consciousness and how folks interact. So we talk a lot about the mind. So as somebody who's in the brain business, is the mind an expression of the brain? Is the mind the brain? That is one of those questions. When I would go to conferences, um, neuroscience conferences, we would start discussing after a few too many drinks late at <laughs> night and go late into the night. I don't think anybody has an answer, but it's just uh, delightful to talk about. And we definitely know your brain plays such a huge role in who you are and uh, what you are and where you're going with your life. So we love the opportunity to get, get you closer to your own brain so you can have your own moments like that. Sounds great. It's been lovely to watch this all get going, and I can't wait to uh, hear about the next phase and the scans. Uh, thanks. Great to talk to you, and uh, yeah, uh, look forward to, to uh, getting together again soon and seeing where all this leads in our understanding of the brain. Thank you.